0: July 30th 2020 I'm Ron Scharf
1: I'm avi Kaufman
0: and this is accent insights well if you've been following the podcast as I'm sure you all have we've been talking a lot about how the market was very very strong when it when it finally appeared and um, how properties that were priced right were going very quickly there were still bidding Wars um, we expected that it would be a little bit softer we expected that sellers well, sellers did have the option to take the stronger buyers, but there seemed to be enough of them to choose from. Uh, we are now sort of midsummer, and uh, we decided to take a look because we, as we look at the MLS, things start to look a little bit different. So so we ran some numbers just to see what's actually playing out at this point uh, in the year. And we thought it'd be interesting to talk about. Avi, what are, what are we seeing? Let's talk about condos.
1: Yeah, let's start with condos. In Brookline, we're seeing the headline is The number of condos for sale right now, July 30th, 2020, is 100% higher, or 103% higher than it was this time last year, and even more dramatically higher than the previous years, higher than 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, more than double each of those years. And that's quite dramatic. Let's look at some of the other numbers to figure out why are there so many condos for sale The first question is, are people just listing more properties for sale? And the answer to that is a resounding no. Yeah. (laughs) Year to date, from January 1st to July 30th, uh, 2019, there were 426 uh, listings taken. And this year, 390. So it's actually down 8%. uh, And that's consistent with um, your previous years, too. So we have a lot more for sale, but the same number of listings have actually been posted. So the obvious answer why is uh, fewer have gone pending, fewer have accepted offers.
0: So all told this year, fewer condos have come on the market. And right now um, there are, there's 103% more on the market that the actual number is there are 67 more condos on the market today than there were a year ago at this time. And as you say, that just means they're not selling
1: exactly exactly so the number of units that you know we down 31 percent in the units that have uh, accepted an offer um, and it's quite dramatic when, when you look at it that way and then the number of sold units is down uh, year to date approaching 40 percent right
0: let's just because you, you mentioned prior years which which are even more dramatic let's just talk about that um, as we look at the top line of this report right um, 2016 this time of year there were 49. 2017 there were 51 18 56 and last year 65 this year 132 now you know we we as listing agents when we're lucky to be the listing agent and not representing the 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 buyers in this competitive market you know we benefit from a tight inventory but uh, you know maybe the inventory is just not so tight right now so maybe uh the time is a good one for buyers
1: yeah, this might be a, the start of a shift, at least in certain segments from seller's market, as it has been uh, for years now. Uh, we might be seeing spots where it's really becoming a buyer's market. You know, the confounding factor is that the summer, August, is usually a, a slow month. Um, and then, of course, the spring season was pushed late. And so there's some crosswinds here.
0: Right. I mean, typically what we tell our clients is, you know, forget it after July 4th. This, the, the market goes to sleep. Um, now this year we did have a very condensed spring market time because nothing was happening March, April, and even May. So it was the, the spring that gets pent up over the winter because it got really, really pent up and, and as soon as the market opened, it exploded. Uh, but, but the question is, is it typical this year, as you say, uh, in the sense that come the summertime, people just turn their attention elsewhere? Not really clear what people are doing this summer, but but they are trying to travel as much as possible they, and they do, kind of turn their attention elsewhere. So you know, what will be interesting to see is what happens that first week after
1: Labor Day. Uh, Yes. And then what the effect of this will be on prices is too early to tell. The price data that we have now and even the days to offer we have now are only on those units that have actually sold, where this large amount of inventory that hasn't moved is not contributing to those numbers yet. So if you look just at the ones that have sold, you might see a rosy picture. You'd say, "Oh, the average price per square foot of sold properties is up four percent. The average sale price is up eleven percent, or whatever." But it, it's not meaningful because there's so much of this inventory that has not sold.
0: Right. It's like everything else during COVID time. You know, the 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 statistics you see today are you know a couple of weeks behind what the actual picture is, and that's that's mm. seems to be as true. For real estate numbers, as as it is for infection rates. But having said all of that, if you are a buyer today who is ready, you know, willing, and 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 wants to find that new place, this particular moment in time seems to be a good one to go in and maybe be a little bit more aggressive
1: in your negotiating than you would otherwise be. Absolutely, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw in the towel for sellers yet either. I think you know you just have to be aware of this and know who the competing properties are and. Uh, you can still make a winning strategy. And, uh, you know, as we've done with our our recent listings and gotten multiple offers is uh, the positioning and the marketing and the preparation is now more valuable than ever.
0: Of course, of course. But having said that, there are some properties that inherently, you know, it could be that the properties that feel, you know, even the condos that feel more like single families that have more privacy, that have separate entrances or outdoor space are just even more attractive today than, than the properties that are more dense that that might've been very attractive a year ago. If you were in an elevator building a year ago, you know, that was, that was great. Uh, And, and, but now maybe there are people who don't want to, to share, you know, common spaces with other, with other condo owners. So, so it will, as you say, be very dependent probably on the property, but going into August is especially with mortgage rates went down below 3% on a 30 year fixed again, which is amazing. Uh, So if, if you are, that buyer who is ready and does want something, now is a great time to look around. Not as much inventory this year as, as has been in prior years, but if if something there suits your fancy, uh, it might be time to make a move.
1: On the same vein as what you were just saying, Ron, about how there's different types of housing and maybe people prefer more space, the single family market tells a completely different story, right? Like the inventory is not actually up from, from last year.
0: right. Right, and what what is up is moving very nicely in single family, but that's not a surprise, I guess. Uh, but also, the, the numbers in single families, on absolute terms, are so low that it's a little harder to draw conclusions.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, we're talking about uh, you know, twenty nineteen seventy four sold year to date this year seventy two last year at this time July thirtieth there were thirty nine for sale this year thirty five. So you know, when the numbers are this small, it's harder to to know that there's really do those uh, four fewer homes. It's just a blip, essentially. Right,
0: right. Now, but having said all that, let's talk about the absolute flip side of the single family uh, situation. And that's the rental market, which is much closer and even more exaggerated than what's happening on the condo side.
1: Oh my goodness. This is so dramatic. And we've had a few very nice rentals in our brokerage recently. We've heard so many people come in and say, I'm coming for a fellowship. I'm coming for a residency. I'm coming for whatever they're coming here for the year or two years. uh, But I just don't know if I'm coming yet because we don't have word from the school. We don't have word from the program and we need another week. We need another two weeks to figure it out. And we're seeing a dramatic increase in the number of rentals on the market. I think as a result of all this uncertainty, I mean we're up 130 131% versus this time last year.
0: Right. That is amazing. I mean in it just absolute numbers, there are now 457 rental units on the MLS whereas this time last year there were 198. So that is a that's a variance of 259. Now, the rental, rental market is, is unusual or it's, it's different than the condo market in the sense that if you have a condo or single family or multifamily in Brookline, a, a sale, 99% of them are going to go up on MLS because it's silly not to do that. Um, the rental market is a little different. We don't see all the rentals on MLS.
1: That's right. So, yeah, we put ours on the MLS because we want to get the the broadest possible exposure and do the best for the client. A lot of offices try and hold them in their pocket for as long as possible, try to double in that rental fee. And so you know, we really don't see all of the rentals on the MLS typically. Uh, but maybe now that the rental market is slowing, um, we're seeing more um, more offices feeling like they need to put their stuff on the MLS. So if you look at the number of just listings taken, which means that from January 1st to July 30th, uh, just to have been put on the MLS, uh, that's up 26% or, um, you know, 272 units uh, in total. But this is not entirely driven by just more units going on the MLS this is also that of the units that are being actually rented on the MLS is, is uh, a little bit down too it's down five and a half percent
0: right right and that, you know and again those are those are only the numbers that that we see on MLS the number of units that are taken is down the 678. Units taken, uh, right now versus 717 last year. But the number of units on MLS is, is 130% higher. So without knowing exactly how many of those sort of w- what would have otherwise been in house listings for the rental agencies have made it to MLS, that's, that's really quite dramatic. If those agencies that, that have their bread and butter of, you know, hapless people walking in and, and getting to see only those rentals that they have in house, um, if they are now turning to the MLS, that also says something because those are agencies that have built their business on just keeping everything inside, trying to keep the client all to themselves, not really exposing the property or the tenant to the broadest range of properties around because they, they do, as you say, want both sides of that commission. So if those guys are changing their business model and they're saying, well, this is not working for us and they're dumping their inventory onto MLS, that's a big deal also.
1: Yes. Anecdotally also, we're seeing a lot more concessions. It seems to be more common for the landlord to be paying at least some portion of the broker fee. We're seeing a lot of price changes. Um, actually, here's the number we have. How many of these changed their price uh, last year, year to date, compared to this year, year to date, it's up. 94% more units have changed their price this year compared to last year. Um, and, and so this is this is the market reacting and saying, wow, we are having trouble filling these rentals.
0: Right. They're not going for the prices that we put them on. They're not going as fast as we wanted them to. And 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 yeah, it's funny because, you know, this has typically been such a strong housing market, you know, up and down from rentals to sales, that if you were a landlord, you know, uh, in an ordinary year, you would feel quite confident that someone was going to come along and the inventory was limited enough that whatever you had was going to go if you were close to the market price. Uh, and now I think people are starting to realize, wait a minute, I'm not used to this. And it's an all or nothing situation on a rental, right? You either have a tenant and you're making income or you don't, and you're making nothing. So, you know, I think the savvy people who see that sooner and and make those price changes and find the new market price are the ones that are going to be maybe sad to have to do it in the beginning, but happy to have done it if they see, you know, how much unsold inventory there is.
1: Mm. Yeah, even even you know a several hundred dollar price drop is better than uh, an empty month for most of these cases. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or you know, if you're a landlord, you can make a concession of if you can get someone in this month, you make a concession of some new appliances. You make an investment in the place. There are things you the landlord can do to make the property more attractive that even ultimately accrue to the you know to the asset, and and those are smart moves to make when it's now a renters market interesting times and the ground is shifting all the time. And really the hard thing I think for, for everyone, but especially the people, you know, whether sellers or, or landlords, is to be aware and to be nimble. It's so easy to sort of let time slip and think, well, another day, or, you know, maybe something will change. Uh, and it's hard to make decisions, you know, to reset expectations and make decisions. But it's, you know, especially in an uncertain world <laughs> like we're in, it's, it's critical.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the bottom line here, and we'll keep monitoring this for you. The big question is, what does this mean uh, for the long term outlook? Uh, is this a blip that will that will be corrected when everything comes back to normal someday, or is this a fundamental shift in in the way the market will operate here in the coming years? Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. I think that's all we have for today. We hope you all stay safe.
1: If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, you can reach us info at accentbrookline.com. Also, our info is in the show notes. Uh, If you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a positive five-star review on your podcast app so that other people can find us.
0: And we will talk to you next time.